You're with SBS Radio. Welcome to the SBS podcast sponsored by Zwift. It was famously used by Matt Heyman to prepare for his victory at Paris-Roubaix. You can use it too for your own goals. Visit Zwift.com to learn how to join the digital peloton today. Welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast for another look into the world of cycling for the last two weeks. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can download or stream this podcast from our website, sbs.com.au slash cycling central. And joining me in the podcast today, we have Dave McKenzie. Hey, Maka, how are you? Hey, hey, hey. And Pacho, hey, Pat. Yes, we're all back here again to uh, chat about the week that has been World of Fortnight. Exactly. Uh, it will also be the last one. We are the whole three of us uh, together in a room before uh, past the Tour de France. Yeah, well, Mac, this, is, this is absolute rubbish. <laughs> Did you know he's into football? I know you love football. He's going off to oh, the World he's, Cup. He's been wheeling and dealing know, all terrible. over the place. Yeah. And, uh, gee, he's pulled off, and not, not just football, a little bit of tennis on the There's side. Too, <laughs> Typical Frenchy. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh yes. Yeah. He's only as good as what we say. He always sits on the fence. Until it's better on one side, the grass is always greener for our Frenchy Christophe. I am not even replying. <laughs> I'm not even there is no comeback. <laughs> there is no Guilty apologies. Is charged, Your Honour. Yep. Exactly. There is yep. no apologies. Yes, mm. I'm off to uh, to France. I'm off to Russia. Uh, and then next time I meet you, actually, Maca will be in France in Noirmoutier. Can't wait. Uh, let's talk about the Giro. Pretty good edition if you are a big fan of uh, Mitchelton Scott. Because Yates is doing quite well. Pretty good addition if you're a fan of cycling. I think it's been a really good one for, well, we always know the chaos uh, of the Giro. And as we touched on on our preview for the Giro, you said, Maka, back when you were racing and when you won your stage, there was like a mafia in the peloton. You know, they would run the show. The break could go. That was it. Nowadays, it's just this real um, full-on attacks at the start. It's... uh, takes a long time for the break to establish, but even if it establishes and generally say in the Tour de France the break would win for the day, it isn't over till it's over, literally. And we saw that with uh, Yates taking victory on a stage where the breakaway should really have gone all the way, but all of a sudden Mitchell and Scott, particularly Jack Haig and Mikko Nieve, they have been impressive and they have been the difference makers for Mitchelton in this Giro. No surprises, Mikko Nieve, but Jack Haig, and even Jack Haig, no surprises off the back of last year's Results and performances. But wow, he is riding beyond his years already. He is a superstar, Jack Haig, and he's proving it. Because he's done very well at the Vuelta. I mean, we talked yeah. a lot about the Vuelta last year, but yes, he's like on some of the stages, it, pe- that riders were dropping like to put flies it in, around him. Yeah, to put it in context, how old is he, Pat? Uh, Jack Haig would be 24. Okay, so 24 years of age. I can't imagine when I was 24, now I wasn't that type of rider, uh, physiology, but it. 24 years of age, sitting on the front of the peloton, a dwindling peloton, riders getting dropped on an oars category or category one climb, and we're talking some big names getting dropped, and there's Jack Haig tapping away with 20 blokes left. That is phenomenal. Well, that's that's to put it into context how good he is. Well, I think in a fair way to sort of measure it is to look at Ben O'Connor. He's in a different, one. different team, different setup, so he hasn't had any responsibility to ride the front. Sitting 13th on the general classification, a bit over two and a half minutes down, Jack Haig, and in fairness, and respect to Ben O'Connor, but Jack Haig's a level above him at this point in their careers. They're different ages. If I Jack don't know ha- if I'd say that. Agree yes, with but, that, actually. But, but Macca, 
Ben O'Connor doesn't have to ride the front and sacrifice himself. That's what I'm saying. So no, if, that's true. So yep. if Jack Hay got to sit in the wheels, I think that he would have been at least 13th on GC, if not better. Mm. But it's, coming, it's coming back signs, to Ben it? O'Connor, you can't take anything away from him. And I sent a tweet out the other night. I'd like to say I'm not surprised. But I am surprised mm. after 10 stages that Ben O'Connor is 13th on general classification because at his age and second year in the pro peloton, he really shouldn't be achieving what he is. So brilliant uh, riding by Ben O'Connor. And I really think he can do a top 20 finish overall now. Okay, and Yates, uh, what do we make of his uh, leadership as we speak? We're nearly halfway through the, the Giro. Uh, he's in pink. Uh, can he hold it to the to the end? What 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 do we read in in his leadership? I think he can. I think he can. I think he's to me right at this point. He's showing he's a level above everyone in the race. Not by a lot, but he is. He's above Dumoulin. He's above Froome. Obviously, we'll get to him in a moment. Absolutely, and we'll get to it. Yeah, we <laughs> will get, get, get to it. it. Oh, I'm desperate to get to it. But he's no, no. He won the stage on Grand Sussel. He rode with composure too. He waited right. Till the very end, um, is the, Pozzo Vivo tried to attack. One of, one of the emerging threats is uh, Pino, I think. Yep. Pino could be the emerging threat and he could produce a good time trial as well. So there's a couple of threats there still, but to me, I think Yates, I know it's a long way out, but I think he will win the Giro d'Italia. Is he oh. a surprise? Uh, is this a surprise? His form is a surprise. The level is above everyone else at this point. I don't think Not by much. I don't think he'll podium. You don't think you'll podium? No, mate, you're no. an idiot. Do you think he'd crumble? Uh, so, no, uh, it's not about crumbling. Uh, this third week of the Giro is something that is utter impressive. I mean, we've got three days until Zonkala. We've got another two days after that, the individual time trial. Yates is not going to do well in the individual time trial. He's going to struggle. Uh, I'd expect then Dumoulin will take over the leadership of the tour. Uh, and uh, our friend Froome, he's going to sit above on the top three steps for certain in this uh, Giro. He will Froome's get, going to win. No, top three steps. He'll be on one of the three. Okay. He, I don't think he'll win. I think Dumoulin will win, but I think Froome will fi finish probably second or third. And who will be in that other position? Probably uh, Superman Lopez does something special in the last week. Or, a surprise one, Richard Carapaz. Gee, I, didn't, I sort of didn't think he'd be that far off the mark, yeah. uh, Shorey, but she's you've, you've, I mean, yeah, Shocking, mate. They've left of centre, but far out. You've just ended up in the paddock somewhere. And I mean, anyway, we'll so see. Where, where is Froome going to make the comeback? Because he's quite, he's quite it all he's start, way behind. It all starts with Zonkalan. I think he'll finish on same time as the winner on that stage. Who that winner will be, I don't know. Probably someone from Astana, Miguel Angel Lopez. And then he will take significant time out of everyone except for Dumoulin and Dennis in the individual time trial. And then it will be a showdown on those final two days before the last stage running. Okay. Now, Christoph and or Pat, you might have to remind me, I think it was TDF last year, steep uphill finish. It was like a kilometre. Froome struggled. Therefore, I think he will struggle on Zonkalan and he'll lose more time to the likes of Potsavivo, Yates, possibly even Pino. And... Drum roll, please. Can we can we bring that in later on? Uh, Chris Froome, if he finishes the Giro d'Italia, he will not win the Tour de France in 2018. Well, oh, bang, that's a, that's boom. A, yeah, bang. That's a big, big one. To yeah. have. Oh, uh, yeah. I've got a bigger one for you, Macca. I don't think he's going to ride the Tour de France. You think he's well, not even going to start it? I don't know. I'm not convinced he's going to finish the Giro d'Italia. I've had this conspiracy theory all along, and I'm still not convinced he's ba going to finish. Based on the fact that he will still focus on the Tour de France? Yes. 
So that's why I say if he finishes a jitter, right. he will not win the tour. And so, I, but, I know like, there's an extra week. But he raises the question, what the heck is he doing here? Two other million than, euros. Other than 1.4 <laughs> yeah. million euros. Yeah. <laughs> that's other, the, that's the one it, million euro <laughs> question. <laughs> no, but like, what the heck is he still doing here? Because he got that 1.4 nah, million. He, he doesn't he, have to he, finish. Well, it plays simple. He finishes, he'll finish on the podium, but I don't think he uh, Why, why drop on the last week if he could have dropped earlier on? He's struggling at the minute. So if he's not on form, why yeah. is he still here? He's not on the Chris Froom form, yeah. is he? If it was anybody else... Else, we'd yeah. be just blase about it and saying, well, he's riding well. But because it's Chris Froome, we haven't seen this side of him. We haven't seen him two minutes down, you know, going into the third week of a Grand Tour before. But so, since, since the case came clear, he's been doing 10th, he's been doing 7th play. He hasn't been really leading and winning like he's been doing before. So that, th is that the new Froome? Well, or? we've discussed this already. And at some point, I don't care who you are, it's got to weigh on you a little bit. The, oh, salbut the salbutamol nah. false, false positive or whatever we want to call it, it doesn't matter who you are, it has to weigh on you because it is still unresolved, which is ridiculous in this current era that we're in, in our sport, and it is unresolved. It's just absolutely, I think it's pathetic and it should be resolved. Whether, whether he races, he's free to race or not to, I don't care, but just make a decision, somebody. It's definitely a mental toll for him and psychologically that's starting to weigh on him. But uh, it's just got this ability to know when to fire, and so does Team Sky. They know how to prepare for these races. And I think we're going to see a, not just a different Froome in week three of Il Giro. We're going to see a different Team Sky. We're going to see a different level from Wart Poles, who hasn't done a lot of racing, but he'll really ride into the third week. And they're going to change the race. I reckon Sky, even though they most likely don't win this Giro, they will end up deciding who does. And whether that's Froome gets away with uh, Angel Lopez from Astana and they take enough time to finish second and third to Dumoulin or something like that in that arrangement. But at similar time down is Angel Lopez who's going to attack. And I think Froome will go as well. And Dumoulin will do as what he's done in the past and how he won the Giro last year. And that's let him go. I'm not going to worry yeah, about your attackers. I've got two and a half minutes. Go for your life. I'm happy to lose a minute today, a minute tomorrow, and then I'll fight you as hard till the death on the final. Uh, a difficult day in the Giro, and I think that Dumoulin is the far-out favourite. Okay, we'll come back to Froome in, in a sec, but um, Chavez dropped uh, a lot uh, over the last night. One clear positive out of it, now there is a clear leader in uh, Michelton Scott, even though the leader has got the pink jersey, but we know uh, Yates is the leader for this race. Uh, how much is that going to impact Yates, and what the heck happened? Well, they don't have a plan B now, yeah. so that's the, the negative of it, I guess. But the positive, as you said, is there's a clear leader, so now Chavez can devote all his attention... Is he going to have the legs? He said he had one bad climb. Now, they did chase hard, and then they made the decision to sit up because he had – Yates only had two, mate, two teammates yeah. with him. The rest of the teammates were back with Chavez, but they were burning matches big time. So they made a conscious decision to sit up and then forget about it. So they lost 25 well, minutes. Well, the only team that is on general – well, two teams that were on general classification that didn't ride was Astana and Movistar. Every other general classification team put a rider on and they rode because they got within 50 seconds at one point. Tynecek was saying 30, but it, yeah, was, I think about it was more, more like yep. 50. But I mean, they were closing in and then they hit the ramp and they just drove as hard as they could. And that was the end. Point. And they were in the box. You could see oh. the likes of, and they're not climbers, you know, they, they, they are champion riders, but Sam Bewley. You know, he's more of a workhorse on the flat. So, and it was an undulating, there was 4,000 metres of climbing 
overnight. It was you know, a, that is a big, big day. That's that's Liège Baston Liège. Incredible day, and all the riders were saying the same. It's one that they're going to talk about for a while. George Bennett was saying, "Well, all the uh, rest that we got on the rest day, well, that's been blown out the back <laughs> hole already on this first day back on the bike." But uh, you know, Chavez, they said that it was uh, it was the air. He, he said pollen in the air made it hard for him to breathe. Yeah, he mentioned a, he's a human. Soft he's as human, well. isn't he? Again, we haven't seen this side of Chavez really before, so. If you get a chance, it's, if you get a chance, go on to Strava and check out Alexandra Genier's uh, a ride yesterday. He called the stage tough ride. The little Esteban didn't ride yesterday. The little Esteban. That's Ooh. what he called him. <laughs> it goes the petit, petit Esteban. Yeah. So it's interesting. He's pretty funny. It uh, seems Genier's for a guy that's nineteenth on general classification, four minutes down. But yeah, it shows that uh, the Frenchies do have. A, well, uh, a, a, a sense of humour. Well, after can you all. translate that? Because I didn't get it. It's French humour, so uh, can you? Well, it exists. <laughs> I've been here too long. I've been here too long. You can't comprehend the French humour if you're not born there. <laughs> Even though you live there, you, can't, yeah, you yeah, just true. can't get it. Uh, come back to Froome. There's been this video on Twitter uh, where he's been asked if he's still using salbutamol uh, as a, as a product, and he refused to answer, saying it's nobody's business, but is is it nobody's business? But is mm, that's a well kudos to the the journal who had the uh, kahunas to ask that question. Yep. Um, he handled it okay. I rewatched it with you just prior to this. And what's he going to say, I suppose? And, and I guess you've got to put yourself in his position. Would you answer the question? He's well within his rights to use it yep. as long as he's inside the, the legal limit. So in what? some ways, I think he probably just should have answered it. And if yeah. anyone knows the legal Honestly, limit now, it's yeah, him. <laughs> him and everybody else, actually. No. <laughs> we all do. We all do. Well, I, th- I think you're right, Macca. I think, but it was a brilliant question. It mm. wasn't about the kahunas of the 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 media that posed the question, but more more it was the probably the first right question. Everyone wants to talk about, oh, when's it going to be resolved? Well, ask the question, are you still using it and how are you using it? Obviously. But why, why, why didn't he say, of course I am, because I've been using it all my life I and I'm asthmatic? That's right, because you know, he yes, doesn't know what to say yeah, now and that's what you're talking about. He didn't know how to answer it. You were talking about the mental side of it and yeah. that's where it but, shows out. So what does that mean in terms of the inverted comma arrogance from Sky they didn't even train him on how to answer a question they were assuming no journals would ask that question or not yeah they're, they're, look they're putting out spot fires and they have been probably for six months nine months so they're struggling to deal with it all and you know we, we commentated early on when Froome was uploading photos of himself on Twitter and Strava when he normally didn't so they were trying that whole PR stunt of oh hey life's yeah. great I'm up training in the mountains how good's this and don't worry about me don't worry, I'm, I'm okay. good and you know so and to us that didn't work maybe to some of the fans it did work but and to his supporters or non-believers it worked but no I think it's just you know you can read too much into it sometimes as well at the end of the day, it still comes back to, let's just get a resolution, get it over and done with, so we can stop talking about it. Like, I'm getting to the point where I don't want to, Christoph, us arrive in, in France, in northern France, in about six weeks' time, and we still have to talk about it. Yep. And that'll be a real shame if we do. Absolutely. Well, I know that there's a young uh, Colombian climber over in uh, California at the moment that you'd like to talk about, Dave Macker. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, let's talk about the tour of California because yeah. uh, that's been uh, on SBS, first of all, where the Giro isn't on SBS, we know. Uh, so let's talk about something So that, that automatically is on... <laughs> makes Tour of California a priority? Mm. Uh, I don't know. It makes a race we are also interested in. <laughs> We're very interested Absolutely. in. Uh, I know you've been watching uh, the whole race yep. uh, and you've been enjoying it. I have been enjoying it. and. Bernardo, I can tell you, he 
he came out to to it down under earlier this year, so I got to know him a little bit there, and I found out a bit more about him. He is quality. We knew we knew that already from his his Palmeiras as a as an amateur, and now as a professional on Sky. He's young. He can climb like the clappers, <laughs> and yeah. um, he is good. From what I understand, his race program does not include TDF. But there may be a slight change with everything that we've just been talking Absolutely. about. Who knows? There may be a change. This morning he was he was fourth, fifth on the stage. There was about twenty guys left. Caleb Ewan, incidentally, did had a great finish. Third, he, yeah. He, yeah, third. Two guys stayed away. Peter Sagan was pipped at the post by Ewan, and then Bernardo came in. He can do a bit of everything. This kid, and he's a talent. So. I think he'll win. He'll win California. The time trial is tomorrow morning, so don't forget to watch that on SBS nice and early. But I think he'll win California, and we'll have to watch that space. Will he suddenly be uh, promoted to the TDF team for Sky Jury? Firstly, Schoon's victory this morning was, oh, was brilliant. unbelievable. That and was remember, old school. That any, celebration any, as well. Celebration. Yeah, oh, <laughs> punch in the air. Punching the air. And like. he, he couldn't believe it. 12 months ago... He was on the ground, and I don't yep. know. Remember if you remember the footage. He got up, and he was totally concussed. He mm. ran across the road, almost cleaned up by the other riders pursuing him. He was a good chance to win that stage. Yeah, but he won today, and he's a real character, as we saw in his his uh, salute at the finish. It was a brilliant salute. It was something we would expect from Sagan. You know, that yeah. he punched the box the air, and then he was like, "I can't believe it." And then he was like, "Look, he was the, dancing." He looked like- at the crowd, <laughs> and then he won. He still couldn't believe it after the stage. He's got a great support around him as well. It was a great win. Sean Bennett in second great ride as well. He, Caleb, and he was punching the bars. Normally I say, mate, get yeah, over it. it. He was but, close. In that, but in that case, he was literally just off meters, the back of him, meters. wasn't he? And he put in a great performance, he that did. young guy. You spoke about Caleb Ewan third. That just shows you the new era of sprinters that we have. Uh, Gaviria punched six kilometres to go. He should have probably been there as well, sprinting Caleb. But Caleb's... Caleb's TDF form's looking pretty good, isn't it? It's, it's looking, looking good. It's looking right on key. I know he's spent that. a lot of time training already. Um, so to be that race fit. But he and Gavari are the ones for the for the Tour de France to watch in the sprinters. And then back to Bernal. You are right. That was a great finish for him today. But even yesterday, in yesterday's stage, Gagan Hart just rode a brilliant climb, much like what Haig's been doing in, in Giro d'Italia. And I think those two riders are, are making a partnership, Gagan Hart and Bernal, and mm. they'll travel together. I think they'll do Tour of Swiss. Then they'll have a bit of a break, come back for Poland, and then go on to Vuelta. Yep. Yeah, that's the plan, I think. But, uh, Christoph, I think you'll like this next piece of info. While we just stick with the build-up towards TDF with all the races going on, you know who we haven't heard too much about? Roman, Roman Bardet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And also... Richie, Richie Port. Yeah. No news is good news. So I think, so for everyone listening, and especially uh, for Richie, for obviously the Australian Richie Port, I think it's good news. I think the big, big test will be uh, Tour de Suisse. Uh, he's going to Tour de Suisse, isn't he? I yeah, think he'll just go to, to see where he's at. He doesn't even have to win it for my liking. He's just got to be there at the front with the just, best climbers. Just see how it feels. And likewise, Bardet. And I think... But I, I want to see Bardet go well this year. Bardet mm-hmm. goes to Dauphiné, though, so they'll race it. I'm pretty, I'm pretty certain Bardet's going to Dauphiné. Porty's going to go to Tour de Swiss. Swiss. So they're doing a different run-in. But um, we, we've already said it. I reckon Bardet and Port are the two to watch, mm. uh, definitely going into the Tour de France. And Chris Froome will wait and see what he does in the Giro. But uh, I don't I don't think he'll start the Tour de France. And you don't think he can well, win Well, you know who else we haven't mentioned? Quintana. Yep. Quintana. Where is he? Uh, again, no Training. news is good news. 
he's up in the Colombian mm-hmm. Andes um, forest, yeah, <laughs> at alt altitude. And, yeah. and of course, Michelton Scott um, would, would, like we said it before, but uh, as a unit with Yates in the Giro and Caleb doing very well here, um, they're definitely a team to look for. And... And Haig and the, anybody else. The brother, <laughs> the other Yates yeah. at California, he's only he's back from injury. He was I think he was third on the mountaintop finish two days ago at California. I'd imagine he'll go to the Tour de France if he's if his preparation continues on and his form picks up. They are dynamites, those boys, aren't they? They are absolute dynamites, the Yates brothers. So don't put it past the other Yates to go to the tour and, and have a prominent prominence there as well yeah Simon's moving well I'm just uh, I'm concerned about their ability to race three weeks really well at the moment and that's why I think that we'll see that uh, unfortunately Mitchell and Scott were one and two on the general classification but I think they'll well, probably finish fourth or fifth with I mean, the eights you're right but I mean seriously if ASA can keep their one kilometre banners up he might have a crack at having a good three weeks <laughs> <laughs> seriously jeez you're being yeah. a bit critical <laughs> that, that, that was that, that was, was ridiculous wasn't it you could, um, while we're on California I wanted to speak about McNulty, the young American, 20-year-old. He can time trial. He could upset the apple cart big time. He climbed really well uh, yesterday. And also Antoine Tolhock. I'm pretty certain his father was a professional in the Peloton many years ago. But 24-year-old Dutchie, he sits around fifth or sixth on the general classification as well. He's another standout. We haven't seen him. But um, Tolhock, I think, was 27th or 30th on the general classification last year at the Vuelta. So they're two guys that maybe... Uh, New generation, throw, isn't it? Yeah, but they it's can good. throw a cat amongst the pigeons. Yep. No one expected George Bennett to win last year's Tour of California, and he did it right on the last bounce in the time trial and just got the job done. So it's not all over yet, And uh, but, yeah, I think you're right. What about Bernal t- for the win. What about Sagan and Cav- Cavendish? What so, what have they been doing and, and uh, how are they trading? Because we haven't spoke about Bardet and Richie and, you know, like you just mentioned. Mm. No news is good news. What's the vibe around uh, Cav and Sagan? Uh, about their friendship? <laughs> like yeah, let's talk about the friendship. <laughs> well, that's what I thought you were, because they did they did mention it um, on the first stage. What do you think this is? It's a serious podcast. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, I think, well, Sagan's business as usual for him. And there was some comment, in fact, about Peter Sagan and Mark Cavendish. I can't think if it was from Phil Liggett and Paul Sherman, who were commentating California, uh, where they caught up with each, with each other at the start. And Sagan has pretty much moved on from that incident last year and there was something i just can't remember what it was but i'm not sure kev has completely moved on okay move on brother (laughs) come on move on but outside of that kev's just there getting form he's not traveling all that well he sat up in the first stage the first stage he was going to run about seventh or Mm. sixth and he just sat up he wasn't interested this morning he was dropped very early uh but sagan he is ready he's ripping and ready because he was flying but uh, at a crucial stage, two Ks to go, he found himself on the front of the group to chase the two riders out in front, and he just refused to sell himself out. So those guys couldn't win. If you're not going to try, he's not going to drag you up, so you win. So that's why the two stayed away, and um, I can really appreciate that and respect that decision by him not to chase. But his form is impeccable because there was only 15 riders left, and he was one of them, and he was doing it by far the easiest. Okay. Uh, California is also the homeland of uh, Zwift and then the Zwift Tour of California. Uh, what? Yeah, uh, so the riders each day can take part in a stage of uh, the Tour of California. You don't have to ride the full distance of the stage. Obviously, it's a different circuit each day on Zwift, so that's really good. You complete the full week of racing and um, you can win some prizes as well. I think a signed jersey from the Tour of California. 
But also recently we were up in Brisbane for the tour. Yeah, how was this? Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, about 400, 400 people turned up to the Green Beacon Brewery and um, it was an excellent night. So Brisbane, Melbourne and Sydney were the three shows, that uh, live events that they did this year um, and all three were cracking events. So thanks to everyone that came out. Um, and uh, we'll see you all on the Hump Day ride each Wednesday, obviously. Absolutely. Thanks, guys, for uh, joining us with the Cycling Central podcast. It's been a, it's been a ball uh, since we started this year. Speak uh, of your balls, enjoy the round ball <laughs> games. <laughs> just uh, excuse me, <laughs> Tiger. The boy from Ballarat, he's about to just let it all out. Il <laughs> bull. <laughs> <laughs> now, thank you for uh, for joining the podcast. It's been a, it's been, it's been a ball. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Maka, we'll see you uh, in Noirmoutier. I'll see you in Noirmoutier. And Pat, we'll see you uh, on the flip side of uh, the Tour de France well, certainly guys and uh, enjoy uh, France and, and have a vino rosso as we say in Italian. I think he's, he's on to teach me a bit more about Vin Rouge Vin Rouge Vin Rouge are we going through Bordeaux I'm not sure yeah. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll side trip <laughs> and this is it for uh, the Zwift Cycling Central podcast for this week before we go uh, let me remind you that uh, we have our website where you can find all the information about the Tour of California the Giro the World of Cycling and uh, accidentally this podcast as well sbs.com slash cycling central until uh, we meet again next time on the airwaves ride safe and enjoy the next two weeks bye for now Zwift is an indoor cycling platform where you can connect with a global community at any time. You can chat with people all over the world, sharing group rides, get encouragement from total strangers, and then they quickly become your new riding buddies. In fact, one of the most incredible stories to come out of it, it took it to the next level. They met on Zwift, a couple, and then they got married. It's extraordinary. Really though, the Zwift community is incredible and people all over the world will jump on just to ride with their friends from halfway across the globe. Check it out for yourself at Zwift.com today. Tell us what you think. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter.